0: You're listening to episode 179 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. As we wrap up what may go down as one of the most mind-blowing, world-altering year of our lifetime, I think we can look back at the year and not only see how much has shifted, but we can feel it. And speaking of feeling it, that's actually the basis of today's episode. You know when you feel like you're being hit from every which direction, or maybe you've experienced significant loss like your job or a loved one and you just don't know how to move forward? Two not-so-secret ingredients for forward progress when life feels hard are surrender and release. Today's guest is one of my favorites and is not only an expert on this topic, but she personally taught me how to lean into this process and use it more mindfully in my life. Shereel Turner is a psychotherapist with significant experience in creating content for clients as they develop transformational mental health products and services. Shereel is a mindfulness practitioner and has created content for the world-leading apps such as Calm, Inwards, and Dream. She is the author of a number of industry books for therapists and their clients dealing with anxiety and is also the author of Befriending Emotions, a mindfulness meditation guide for pause and purpose. Shereel has written over 1,000 mindfulness, spirituality, and healing meditations. Her meditations have been viewed millions of times on YouTube. She's an in-demand speaker representing clients in the mental health, coaching, and healing spaces, appearing on webinars, and at industry conferences. There is a lot of truth dropped in today's episode. I would love for you to share that you're listening by taking a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag me in it at MindBizLife and I'll reshare with the community. Remember, sharing helps get this podcast into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. And don't forget to let me know what resonates with you. If Instagram isn't your jam, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, both at MindBizLife. Are you ready for a dose of life mastery? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening
1: to Master Your Mind, Business and Life conversations with everyday world shifters truth seekers and rule breakers here's your host lauren
0: smith we've got one of my all-time favorite guests returning back to the show today psychotherapist author and mindfulness practitioner shereel turner welcome back hi lauren it's good to be back hi everyone For those who may just be tuning in for the very first time, I encourage you to go back and listen to our other conversations that we've had with Shereel. We've gone deep on subjects and topics surrounding womanhood, motherhood, mental health, grief, as well as mindfulness and meditation, and probably a few more. I always love catching up with you and sharing our conversations with the collective because I'm learning from you on the regular, and I know that what we're covering today is well needed, and I always know it's well needed when a repeating topic comes up in my personal life, the lives of my friends and family members, and even my colleagues. I called you a few weeks ago when I pitched you this idea because I not only noticed that certain terms kept popping up in podcast conversations, but also certain phrases such as surrender and release, or surrender to the flow, or even let go and let God but what i really noticed was no one is actually telling us how so before we dive into the how let's start with understanding the point or reasoning behind surrender and release will you tell us why this is a necessary process
1: of course um i'm really when you came to me a few weeks ago and we first spoke about this it really resonated with me because I just think that given the year that we've all had to live through um, 2020, I think that this is a year that we've all been called upon to surrender and release parts of our lives, in some people's cases, far more than that. And so I think it really resonated with me for that reason, because I've had um, lots of people speak about this whole process and you know, the healthiest way the best way, and people even question whether it's possible. So I think Mm. if we go back to really looking at the idea of surrender from a faith perspective, I think that gives us really good grounding because surrender is literally the ability to, as you said earlier, let go and let God, or whatever your term of phrase is. So letting go and releasing all control to the universe or the divine being whatever name you use is the actual premise of surrender and release so when we talk about surrendering something or releasing it it really is about letting it go unburdening ourselves and allowing a greater power to take control or take over where we have you know been able not been able to achieve the outcome that we desire.
0: Which makes a lot of sense, but it's also one of those things where when we say it, it's like, it feels easy. And then when we go to do it, sometimes the process doesn't feel as natural. So why is this process sometimes not an automatic know-how for us?
1: I mean, as with all things, it's quite complex, right? So some people find it a lot easier to surrender to things other people aren't even aware of the fact that you know being able to surrender and release is a thing so a really good example would be that we're often conditioned from birth as we grow up in modern society to really take control of our lives right and to fight for things and to really push and strive for things and all of those things are diametrically opposed to surrender and release. So sometimes it might feel as though people are a little bit out of control, as if they are not following through, as if they have, you know, lost their drive. And so the very essence of surrendering and releasing could, in fact, just make people feel really um, uncomfortable and uneasy. So that is one of the, the most, um, I think that's one of the most prominent reasons as to why people might struggle with the idea of surrendering.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense because it we are almost like conditioned to this force mentality, even if we're not conscious of it a lot. And sometimes to just be able to flow, like it, it feels awkward to take that step back and almost not like do nothing, but also... Do nothing, you know, just kind of be hands yeah. off for a moment. And it's that's hard when, especially if you're a person like I am who always had that battle of control.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, we'll speak about this a bit later on, but I think once we have a practice of surrendering intentionally on purpose um, to a greater source, a greater power, or just to the universe, I think it makes it easier because it's, it's one of these things where if we don't understand why we're doing it, then we can't begin to understand how we should be surrendering. Mm. And we, the, the thought for a human being of letting go for no reason, for no outcome, letting go just because somebody said you should is almost impossible to conceive. And so that combined with the need to achieve and to strive and to become is um, almost too much to bear really. So when we say to people, you should just like surrender, release that, you know, let go. People need to know why and almost who they're surrendering to or what they're surrendering to. And then people need Mm -hmm. to also know that on the end of that release and surrender, what they can expect. Right. Mm. So human beings, you know, the mind is the mind works in a way in which we need to connect the dots, which is why if we don't have an answer, the mind will wander off and create one for us. That's what the imagination does. So when we have full understanding of the process of surrender and release as as far as this thing here, I should surrender. This is where or who I am surrendering it to and this is what I can expect as a result. So if we take this all the way back, a really great analogy for this would be, let's say somebody caught a bird, you know, a really exotic bird, a beautiful bird, and maybe this bird was in trouble. So you you capture this bird, you help it to heal, and you decide this bird is better off back in its natural habitat. So of course you have the bird, you've done the work, and you say, you know what, I'm ready to surrender or release this bird, the reason is this bird is gonna live a far better life in its natural habitat. And as a result, I feel good and the bird is free. We need mm. to be able to follow a process.
0: Right, whereas if we kept the bird, the bird could have been in more harm staying in its unnatural habitat.
1: And it will be unhappy, we'd be unhappy. And the, the whole reason of helping to heal the bird Is so that we can return it to its natural habitat. Right? Right? And what we do is we forget that. We want to hold on. So we do the work, we do the
0: healing, and we forget to surrender or release. So holding on, I think, is really difficult, too, of even knowing when to release and when to let go. Because I can think of so many times in my life where I've been told, don't give up. You know, Not giving up is just this motivational message that is repeated and ingrained to in us. So is giving up the same as surrender? So giving up,
1: I mean, it has a very similar feel, right? The difference is what's intentional and what has been taken from us or what has overburdened us, right? So if we're in a, posi- mm-hmm. in a position where we are, for example, going down the wrong road in our lives and we're trying really, really hard to make something happen and really striving for something and it's as if we're banging our head against a brick wall, then it may feel as though we had to give up, right? So the feelings that come about then are feelings of shame, guilt, maybe some fear, you know, and just feeling less than and unworthy. When we surrender or release something, we intentionally with positive emotion and positive intention say, I have done what I need to do with this. Therefore, I'm ready to release this, to surrender it with the intention of whatever needs to happen to it, let it happen. So it's all about the intention behind it. So giving up is sometimes that's, something's removed from us, right? And it's like, stop fighting give up the battle, give up the war, that's not the right thing for you to do. And so that giving up feels a little bit demoralizing. When we surrender and release something authentically and with intention, we do that with the best of intentions. And I think that is one of the differences.
0: We had talked about something before where uh, you have said this to me before. It's like you can either let go or you can get dragged. And sometimes we also show up. And you, I think you've said it to me more times than <laughs> once actually if we're being real. But it, it was kind of that mentality. It was like you're right. Like you, I found myself even personally like fighting these battles that weren't mine to yeah. fight. And realizing that I was spending this energy that I didn't even need to be spending. So how do we even know – where do we put our energy and, and when do we keep fighting for something and when do we consciously realize okay I can step back from this and that's okay. Like at what point do we kind of like re- reach this like conscious awareness of knowing what's for us to surrender and what's for us to keep holding on to?
1: So I think there are some really key signs. So the first one is obviously being mindful and being present. So we, we must practice being mindful. We must practice being aware and you know people can go back and listen to our episode earlier on mindfulness and there are tons of resources online but by being present to ourselves and with ourselves on a daily basis we can pick up very easily and very quickly what feels hard what feels like struggle what feels like Mm -hmm. suffering, what feels as though we are pushing uphill these are the things that we must let go of So the things that Mm. are ours to keep, to hold on to, to work with, are those that flow very easily into our lives, are those that come and present themselves to us, are those things that we're invited to or the doors that open. And that doesn't mean there's no work, but it means that it's an easy entry or an easy partnership. The things that we should let go of are sometimes the things that we somehow value the most which is why we don't want to let go. So that could be a particular relationship, a particular job, even a hobby or a practice that we do repeatedly that on the other side of it brings lots of toxicity, lots of stress, lots of anxiety, even depression. And yet still we fight to hold on to it with the intention of this being something that we must have because we value it. And so some of the things that we have to really look at are our values. Where do our values lie? What do we value? What do we identify with? And what would happen if we were to let go of those things, even though we know that they're not good for us.
0: Ooh. That's I feel like really hard, especially I think relationships is a is a really easy model to look at because Like if you're in this relationship and let's say it is toxic and you're that breakup makeup couple, right? Like you've gone through this cycle numerous times. There's obviously like a layer of attachment to that relationship. So you know it's not good for you, right? Like you can see that this relationship dynamic probably isn't going to change Maybe it's because both of you aren't willing to show up to do your inner work. Um, or maybe it's just one person or the other. Maybe, maybe you just weren't meant to be together. You're two very different people in different parts of life. But that attachment feels really strong. Is that So how do we kind of look at that attachment objectively? Is that how we go back to our values and our beliefs and kind of match it up to that and see – are they aligning together or?
1: Yeah, so the first thing we need to understand about relationships is that relationships are the mirrors of who we are. So every relationship mm. that happens in life, no matter how difficult, is it serves a purpose, right? So we see ourselves in the people that we're in relation with. So that can be romantic, it can be family, it can be colleagues, whatever it is. And usually the thing that we dislike the most in the other person is the trait that we need to work on. So that's the first thing about relationships. Now, when we talk about releasing, surrendering and letting go, I think where people tend to be a little bit um, almost a little bit too literal is that we talk about this in terms of steps, right? Small incremental baby steps. So let's look at the relationship as a whole and let's look at the first thing that we can let go of. How about we let go of our thought or belief about the other person that is causing us to behave or react to them in a certain way. So letting go, surrendering and releasing doesn't mean put them out, get rid of them, leave them and move on. And it's over because all you'll do is go on to attract the next person that will probably be even more difficult for you to deal with until you have done your work and managed yourself and made the changes you need to make. But that's for a whole different episode, right? (laughs) So for now, what we need to look at is understanding what are those small things? You know, Mm. it's the small things that make up the whole yeah. So what can I change in my beliefs, my thoughts, my emotions, my responses, my energy towards somebody else? Because they will have to change as a result. And the way I, um, the, the kind of metaphor that I use for this is the tug of war, right? So you have two people holding onto a rope. If one person lets go, there's no more tug of war. So is there something for you to let go of, right? So if you, if, you, if you argue about the same thing over and over again with your partner, how about you let go of the argument and stop interacting and feeding into it? That argument eventually has to dissolve or transform into something else. If you and your partner shout at each other all the time and you stop shouting and start speaking in a measured way in a measured volume, your partner eventually will begin to mirror your tone and your volume. So Mm -hmm. when I speak about letting go and surrendering and releasing, it's really about those small things that we have control of. And by being mindful and aware and present to ourselves, which is all we can control, and to our behaviours, our thoughts, our emotional reactions, our feelings and responses, then we can begin to make a change that benefits absolutely everybody.
0: Mm, I love that. And of course, like w- relationships is kind of an easy one to talk about, but I feel like that one almost plays into this like longevity of things that kind of build up. And then we're we're forced with other things in life that just hit us out of nowhere and that we have to surrender with in a different way, like death or um loss of a job or something that you just didn't see coming that completely blindsided you, do we show up to surrender in the same way or in different ways when it comes to those two different types of scenarios? So this
1: is a really interesting one for me. And the reason I often say to you, if you don't let go, you'll get dragged is because that's exactly what happened to me. And it happened to me with death and the loss of a career both at the same time. And what I say to people now is that, of course, the signs were all there. The writing was on the wall, as they say. But I still continued to hold on and not surrender, particularly in my job. So when my husband passed, obviously that was an accident. It came out of the blue and that wasn't something that I could control. However... It took me a long time to recover from from that. And it took a huge amount of grieving and being stuck in certain phases of grief, which, of course, isn't linear. Um, And I went through that at the same time as going through a huge career change. And the reason it was as painful as it was and the reason that the suffering lasted as long as it did is because I insisted on holding on to both the death and the career. And by holding on, what do I mean? So with the death, it was the constant re-examination and analysis of what led up to the death, how it happened, who was involved, who wasn't involved, what could I have done to change things? How did this happen? Why did this happen? And so that constant rumination over an event really causes you to get pulled into more and more suffering. And the surrender and release following death, and this is really poignant for people that have lost loved ones this year and for people that have lost loved ones, not just through COVID, but through long-term illnesses. um, It's really about the idea of surrendering to the idea that death is a part of life. And it doesn't mean that you have to get over somebody dying, but the sooner you realise and accept that you now have a new way of being and that this person has just transitioned into spirit or consciousness or whatever your belief is, then you can begin to surrender and release the idea of how or even the questions of why this person had to die. Mm. And that's what surrender and release is. It's about acceptance, it's about acknowledging, and it's about being okay with the idea that you now have to move on in a different way. And so that's why the same principle applies to relationships, to jobs, to career, to, you know, good and bad, because everything in life is temporary. So you may reach the pinnacle of your career or your aspirations in achievement, but you still have to surrender that golden medal because there'll be another Olympics, right? Yeah. You still have to release the trophy because there'll be another winner after you. And one of the saddest things that we see in life are those people (laughs) that, and I I laugh because you have to find humour in these things sometimes, are those people that refuse to let go.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So the ancient beauty queen who refuses (laughs) to accept there's a new beauty queen in town.
0: Right. Right.
1: And you'll see this old beauty queen, you know, battling to maintain her beauty queen, you know, physique and fit into her pageant dresses and do you know what I mean and keep the same hairstyle and people will look at this person and be like why don't she just let go a little bit right. right so it's the whole idea of surrendering because everything in life is temporary and the more we learn to flow with change and transformation just the easier life becomes but also the more meaning life takes on because Everything in life that happens, that transitions, that moves back and and forth, and the entire flow of life brings with it gifts and opportunities. Mm. But if we're stuck in holding, we can't get through that, get past it, move on to the gift and the opportunity that the event holds for us.
0: Right. Wow. Well, you broke that down so beautifully. Like... (laughs) I'm just sitting here. I'm like it makes sense and it makes sense for almost everything in life that you come across because even if you go back to the career like if you just have well there's something else better for me if I just release this because you've made career changes. I've made career changes. I know probably most of our audience what they were doing at 20s and up they're doing at 30 or 40 or beyond like we just you know make these changes in life and sometimes it's Again, that attachment of, well, this is what I thought I was going to do. This is who I thought I was going to be. You know, like this whole plan was laid out for me. And sometimes it is just, okay, well, what else is the better solution? There's something else better for me and just having that trust in it. And I know when we're in this mode of surrender, a lot of times, and I say it all the time, I'm like, I just need a sign. Yeah. Whether that's an internal sign or an external sign, it's like we're seeking the validation that we're making the best choice, but when we're looking for signs, how do we know when that sign is a yes? When you're moving in the right direction versus a no, yeah. <laughs> stay away. I know we talked about like the struggle a little bit, and if it's easy, it's good. But are there other signs that give us that nudge in the right direction?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know I I continue to say that we're human and. We should all be kind to ourselves, right? So, letting go, surrendering, making change doesn't mean that we treat ourselves harshly. So, this thing isn't working, or, you know, somebody has passed, dry your tears and get on with it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we should accept. And in accepting, we can ask for a sign. Right. So part of the process Mm -hmm. of surrendering is saying, OK, I'm OK with this. I'm going to deal with whatever I need to deal with to be able to move on from this. I just want a sign, you know, and whatever your higher power is, you ask for a sign. And that can be anything from Mm -hmm. I want to just get a good feeling. I want I'd like to see something. Is there an indication And those signs will come to us in the most amazing ways. So everything from numbers, and I know that all of your audience know by now what the numbers mean, how numbers can show up. Um, And often there are different interpretations. So it can be, you know, what were you thinking at the time? Or do you just need a green light, right? You just need a Um, go-ahead. And in other ways, that sign can be a song. And this happens all the time, especially if you do something like, put Spotify on shuffle, a song that comes to mind or a song that begins to play out of the blue that either reminds you of somebody you've lost or is a celebration from a good time at work or is something that talks about, you know, be strong and move forward. Whatever it is, your signs will come as long as you are aware and ready to receive a sign. And being ready to receive the signs and the yeses and the this is the right thing to do. That all is part of the process of surrendering and releasing. Because if you are not ready to surrender and release, you certainly won't notice a sign.
0: Yeah, because they can be staring at you all day long. They can be smacking you in the face. But if you're not conscious of it, you're just going to ignore them continuously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen signs that are as simple as a name, an unusual name, showing up, you know, 10 times in an hour in all different places. I've um, had people tell me about signs of, you know, that they're looking for a holiday and no matter which platform they go on, the best offer is all the same place and it's really unusual. Um, You know, it's, it's just the small things, but they're just really stand out in that moment because you need that reassurance and you need confirmation that this is the right thing to release in your life.
0: Yeah. I do the Spotify shuffle (laughs) a lot in our household. And yeah, it is. And sometimes a song will come on and, and of course, like I'm, I'm a music person. So sometimes I'm just not in the mood, but when I ask for the sign and I ask to hear it, it's, Even if I'm not in the mood for that genre of song, I still listen to it because I asked for the sign, I asked for that song, and there's always at least a lyric, even if it's just one line in there, that just gives you that, oh, I didn't notice you before, or hey, that's really what I wanted to know. I remember I I sent you a message one day, and I, I can't remember what had happened that day, but I just remember being a little homesick and, um, wondering like, you know, what do I need to do? And I, I turned on the Spotify and I hit shuffle. And like the first song was all about home. The second song was all about home. The third and fourth song all were about <laughs> home. And I like, I just texted my dad in that moment. I was like, I miss you. Cause it clearly it was like, I, and I was in my core, I was missing home but it was almost like I needed those signs to bring it to my consciousness of like this is what's empty in you right now like this is what you're missing and it for me was very as simple as just sending my parents a message you know of just like making that connection of what's missing in my life and just bringing that to my consciousness
1: yeah and and that's exactly what it is and so You know, the signs are usually signs of ease, signs of comfort, something that's kind, something that speaks to your heart, to your spirit, to your soul. Um, And that's when we know that, because all we need is the faith of a mustard seed, right? That's how small a sign needs to be. But we'll pick up on it, we'll recognise it, we'll embrace it, and that's all we need to hold on to continue the process of surrender and release. Because some things we can release them in the click of a finger and other things, it takes years. It's an ongoing process. And all we need to do is accept that and commit to releasing and surrendering, whatever it is.
0: Well, let's follow up with releasing because I feel like that is a whole different beast to take on. We've actually had a conversation once where I was going through some things and I had told you that I was mindfully surrendering on a new to me level, but I still felt stuck. And I remember you telling me, well, that's because you haven't released it. So how do we know when we have released something?
1: So I'd say that typically we are all open to getting that, um, that thought that feeling, that urge or that impulse that, you know what, this has run its course. Now, I know that obviously everybody is built very differently and I am years into this whole process, this whole lifestyle. And when I say this whole lifestyle, I mean, having divorced the corporate rat race type of life and transitioned fully into living Um, what I believe is my purpose in the world. So I sit every day and let life happen to me and with me. Mm. So when I say the urge and the impulse, I mean I constantly test ideas and practices and very often I'll get to a point where I'll be like, hmm, this doesn't seem to be catching on. And when I say catching on, I mean... You know, sometimes you can do something and automatically it resonates with people, and it's like a fire is ignited, right? Right. And at other times, something will just seem to shut down, and it goes nowhere, and it feels very small and, you know, lifeless. It's okay to let it go at that point, right? Mm. It, it we have a very very clear um, differences in a yes and no on and off uh, a do and a don't right So for example, if you have um, let, let's go back to relationships. let's say you've just met somebody and maybe you're on a dating app and you have been dating two or three people one at least one of those people you will be trying to rationalize why they're a good fit mm. fact. In right. your mind, right. you'll be saying, yeah, but he's a doctor, um, he's a lawyer, he's got a great job, great family life, and it doesn't matter that I don't find him attractive, doesn't matter that I don't have a connection with him. On paper, he's great. And there'll be somebody else who is maybe a blue-collar worker, works with his hands, good, hard-working, honourable man, but you're like, yeah, but his income's going to be really low. Um uh, yeah, I really like him. We've got a great connection, but no, we should And that person that you have the great connection with, that on the outside and on the exterior looks like it's a no, is definitely a yes, because you keep being drawn mm. to him and you keep going back to him. And on the other side, the guy that seems great and it's a, there's no connection, it all feels very... External, it all feels like a, a facade. It, there's nothing at the core that really pulls you there. Let go of the shell, mm. hold on to the energy. Even if it doesn't look great, we don't have to know the full details of why. Just know that everything is temporary and go with what feels right. Go with the connection, go with the thing that is pulling you rather than the thing that looks like what you've been told is the right thing to do. So when it comes to letting go, that feeling of there's no substance, there's nothing really happening here, this doesn't wake me up in the morning with a let's do this kind of vibe or I really, really am, you know, connected to this thing. That's when you let it go. It's like, okay, hmm, yeah, hmm, whatever. Let it go. It's fine. And if it's yours and you're supposed to do it, guess what it'll come back
0: yeah i feel like no i feel like should comes up a lot like when you're making those things like if we take it back to the to the dating um, scenario of like the the doctor or lawyer's like and you're, he's on paper it's like well i should go for him because that's what i've been told my entire life right like Go for someone who's successful, who has all of these things, Mm -hmm. but that's not what you're feeling. So sometimes that automatic thought process goes back to the, like, that's what I should do, but that's not what I'm feeling I, you know, is the best choice for me. And we get stuck in that should a lot.
1: Yeah. And that usually means that you're trying to live somebody else's life, Mm. right? Because when you should, that means that you wouldn't automatically, naturally from your heart just do that thing and so i think if if you want to be clear that you should release this thing release it anyway and see what happens right. because there's there's i mean i have things right now and you and i have discussed this where i'm like i'm done with this i'm not doing this anymore and it comes back 10 times harder well maybe <laughs> right. it's not time to release it maybe i right. want to release it for the wrong reasons Right, And in the same way, there are other things where I'm like, I really want to do this amazing thing. And as you know, I constantly have great ideas and want to do this thing and it just doesn't quite come together. It's okay right. to let that go. It's okay. It's okay right. to release it.
0: So, I personally love a really good practice or ritual to use as support when we're going through things. What are some good surrender and release rituals or practices that people can do to help them follow up on this process?
1: Okay. So, the the main reasons that we would want to surrender and release something is as I said earlier, is to relieve a burden, to relieve suffering, or just to be able to move forward, right? So we often feel really stuck. Right. So one of the best practices that we can do for feeling stuck is to journal. And you are a champion journaler, or I don't even know if that's a word, but you and I both fully believe in the practice of journaling and constantly recommend it yeah. to people around us. But there's a technique in journaling, which is to literally open a page in your journal, a random page, And you don't even have to look at the page, just write down all of the things that you want to let go of. And this is an excellent practice for when you're particularly upset, emotional, struggling with a thing, and you might not have any other way of letting it go or releasing it from your very soul or your being. So writing it down and writing down every part of it, every aspect of it, and then closing those pages, is a great way of releasing something.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes where people get stuck on the journaling, at least where I, you know, I'm always like, oh, write it down, journal. It's almost like they think that there is a certain way that you have to journal. Mm. Like there is a right or a wrong way. And I know I definitely had that mindset too. Like you start giving me these like journaling exercises. I'm like, well, how? (laughs) What do I do? Because it almost feels like you're not doing it the right way. But to just take that very simple exercise of writing down what you need to let go it really gives you a purpose and a direction within your journal which is why I like prompts and I've shared many of the prompts that you've given me on especially for your life Friday episodes about beliefs and I think even goal settings or you know getting clear on your values those types of things when you have the intention as to like why you're opening your journal it really helps that just flow out of you so much easier. So even if you don't, you're just writing to write, but you know that that intention is to write down what you're letting go, I would say as an, as an avid journaler, just let your pen do the work from there. Just really let it all come out of your emotions. There is no right or wrong way to journal, just to let that be out there. Because a lot of people get stuck on that. Like, I don't know yeah. how to journal or they think it looks a certain way.
1: And I think another great um, practice is to write vision lists. So most people know what a vision board Mm. is, right? And depending on how or where you learned to vision board, you may have been told to put together images that you should look at every day. Well, the whole idea of surrendering and releasing is to manifest an outcome, right? So if we're talking about surrender and release for manifestation, then we want to let go of the thing that we so, you know, just desire so much. So a really good example that is quite well known is Oprah and getting the role in The Colour Purple, where she did everything to get it and couldn't get it. And the minute she released it and said, "Okay, I surrender all and I'm over it. Whatever happens, happens. She got the call from Steven Spielberg. Now, the idea behind that is that you write your intention really, really clearly in as much detail as possible. And you and I joke about my vision list and um, I'll just be honest, one of the things on my vision list is a helicopter and I have no reason (laughs) why. But I haven't got the make or model of a helicopter because I don't know enough about helicopters. However, I can see things on my vision list that I wrote earlier this year already manifesting. And that's because I spent so much time intently writing my list of lots of things, I think I got to over a hundred, that by the time I'd moved on, I'd completely forgotten about some of the first things. And by the time I finished the list, I just closed the book and put it away and got on with my life. And so by writing down with full intention, as much detail as possible, you have the ability to release and surrender in order to manifest the best possible outcome for you. And by the best outcome, it might not be what you want. It might be what you need. So I might not need a helicopter. So that would explain as to why I don't have a helicopter yet. Maybe I need a house with a helipad first. I don't know.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that's fact, actually. (laughs) Because where are you going to put your helicopter right right now? (laughs) So so certain things. It makes sense. So how do we also use that as like a vision board? Because I know vision boards are, are really powerful for some people who, you know, may just have that more creative or visual outlook. How can we also use the vision board to do that same thing? We just doing that same process of making the vision board and then just letting it go, or are we looking...
1: Uh, so now we're talking about positive things that we want to have happen. We, You know, we want positive outcomes. And just to go back to the earlier point of the things that we would want to surrender and release, rather than focusing on what we don't want, let's focus on what we do want, right? So let's go back to the relationship um, aspect. If what you want is a harmonious, peaceful loving relationship, then finding the image of a couple who demonstrate that and putting that on your vision board is a great way to overcome and release the aspects that you don't want, right? So if, um, you know, your heart is broken because you have to deal with the death or the loss of a loved one, then what you want to do is get a picture of yourself feeling happy and satisfied not having forgotten that person but maybe with that person at a time where you can get to the place of being really grateful for their existence in your life right from a physical perspective so finding ways to take a negative and make it positive and creating that image is one of the most powerful ways that we can release something that is really negative or harmful to us and also surrender the idea of having to live with the misery, the guilt or the suffering. And when it comes to a creative visual, doing something like a screensaver for your phone, your laptop, your device or whatever, where you see it every day, several times a day, so much that you are no longer looking at it with your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind sees it all day, every day. And the idea behind this is not that you completely forget about it, but that you don't focus on it because the focusing is the holding. Mm. The releasing is the not noticing anymore. Yes. So it's still there. Of course, it's still there. But you've moved on to now focusing and concentrating and thinking and feeling about something else. So the fact that it is still being seen by your subconscious mind because it's a screensaver, but it's now become part of your normal, it will then begin to manifest. And the other thing I'd say um to that point is that I, I've I've met people who um, you know, have on their screensaver a Lamborghini, they don't have a driving license, or they like me, um, you know, have a helicopter without knowing the make and model, right? So right. The point, we, the point I'm trying to make here is that sometimes if you're serious about manifesting something, get yourself into a place where some things can manifest very quickly and easily just to activate the process and just to keep you interested. So have a few things that are just a couple of steps away from where you are. So if you'd like to become a millionaire, but you've never made more than $5,000, then your next step is to have $10,000 manifest. And from there, 50,000, then 100,000, then 500,000, then a million dollars. Don't try and go from $1,000 to a million, not because it won't happen, but but because the time and the space that it would take for you to get there, you will easily lose faith. And surrender and release is all about faith.
0: I like that that those mini steps too because that's also what we were just talking the other day. I had a goal for the podcast. And when I told you my goal, you're like, okay, so let's just bring it down. Not because you were discouraging me from my big goal because it is an obtainable goal, but it's almost like you have those little checks and balances because I think when we make those, I would say like a micro goal inside of it, I feel really dang good when I hit that goal and it gives me that fuel or motivation to keep going towards that that big goal. And it serves as like that check-in mm-hmm. process too of like… Okay, checked in. Did this? Yep, I can keep doing, going. Or if it's taking me a really long time to hit that, when I felt like I should have hit it easier, then it's I need to reevaluate either that goal or I need to evaluate the tactics that are I'm using to get towards that goal. You know, reevaluate something in it. But you had also said something earlier that I wanted to touch on. Of really just knowing, and if you're in this part, and we'll take it back to relationships, you know what you don't want in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people know what they don't want, and then they miss that whole step of focusing on what you do want. So, how can you ask the universe for your, to give you what you you know you do want if you don't even know what you want in that moment? Which is where this entire practice of getting clear and and kind of shifting it really makes sense
1: yeah so everything starts with you doesn't it everything starts with the self everything starts with each each and every one of us and self-reflection is key because you know until we're ready and able to look inside life will continue to happen to us um in the way of oh my gosh i lost my job oh my gosh someone died oh my gosh these things happened and i wasn't ready so self-reflection okay. should be a daily practice for all of us. And what, what do I mean by self-reflection? So taking the time each and every day, morning and night if possible, to just spend a few moments in silence, just really reflecting on who I am, what is in my heart, what do I think is working well in my life, what p- potentially is missing from my life. And that process of really getting to know yourself is the process from which, or is the point from which, we can then begin to build our desires in a way that the universe answers anyway. So the universe Mm. is all about a question. Anything that you want to know, you ask a question and then wait patiently but intently for the answer. So rather than praying and beseeching and getting down on bended knee and going, please make me a millionaire, the question is, what would it take for me to be a millionaire? And just wait for the answer. Mm. And the answer might be a complete career change. And if you didn't listen to the answer, you'll lose your job. And rather than be wounded and devastated and worry about the finance and everything, Turn your faith towards what does this mean for me now? What is the opportunity in this? The job has been removed from my life because I asked what would it take to become a millionaire? Right. If your question is, what would it take for me to have a happy family life? What would it take for me to be married? What would it take for me to have children? What would it take for me to feel worthy and live a purpose filled life on this planet? Whatever your question is, mm. listen intently for the answer. And when things become be, start to move and are shifted from your life, don't resist, don't hold on, let them go, surrender and release to the answer that sometimes comes as a demonstration.
0: Whoo! That was a mic drop moment right there. Boom! That was a good. <laughs> yeah, that deserves that boom <laughs> for sure. And you know, I just feel it in my gut that the audience just really needed this information. I know I needed it for a lot of it. It's like a rebuffer for me. But you know, sometimes you just you just need to rehear something, and different things resonate. So, where can our audience go to connect with you further? I know that they're gonna want some more Shereel in their lives.
1: Yeah. So. As always, my website is out there, shereelturner.com. But if you want to see me <laughs> a little bit more active, I'm not going to say that I'm hugely active, um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at The Real Shereel. Um, and I also have a Facebook, which is Shereel Turner. But um, where, where you will see me working and see me in action with some of my clients and partners is is on Instagram at The Real Sharil.
0: Perfect, I'll be sure to link that in this week's episode notes. Sheryl, you always bring so much healing and mindful consciousness to each and every conversation. As always, thank you for sharing this space with me and sharing your light.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lauren. And thank you to everyone listening for taking the time.
0: Woo! How was that for some learning today? I really encourage you to try out the exercises that Sharil outlined in this episode. Doing the inner work and following up with actions really helps you laser focus and it aids in your rapid transformation. I've linked Sharil's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll share it with a friend. And of course, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'll see you back here on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.